0: Welcome to the podcast where you can find weekly podcast episodes to talk about health, wellness, and balancing life during the pandemic. Today we are talking about diversity. I am Smoky Rith and I am a senior at Fresno State studying psychology.
1: And I am Audrey Hernandez and I am a third year here at Fresno State studying kinesiology and exercise science. We are both volunteers in the Peer Ambassador Wellness Program and we are going to be your hosts this week. I am really excited to welcome our guest to the podcast, Esteban Parra Guerrero. Thank you so much for being here today, Esteban. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at Fresno State? Uh,
2: my name is Esteban Parra Guerrero, pronouncing <laughs> him his, and I am the coordinator of gender programs and services and also the coordinator of LGBTQ plus programs and services and support the Men's Success Initiative at the Fresno State cross Culture and Gender Center, and I am also a proud alumni, two-time alumni at Fresno State.
1: One of the pride points of Fresno State is the diversity of our campus. Can you start out by helping us understand just how broad diversity really is?
2: Often, right, when we, when we hear the word diversity, we we instantly think of race and ethnicity, but it's, it's so much more than that, right? Uh, and And to answer your question, I wanna start by, by reading the definition of of, of, uh, diversity or what Fresno states, how Fresno state defines diversity, quote, individuals differences, uh, examples, personality, language, learning styles, and life experiences, and group social differences, such as race, ethnicity, class, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, sexual identity, country of origin, and ability status, as well as cultural, political, religious, or other affiliations that can be engaged in the service of learning. And that's, of course, it's it's very broad, right? Uh, And again, I love, 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 you know, the definition because I feel like it touches every point, you know, and it goes beyond of of what I used to think what diversity was. Instantly, I would think of ethnicity and race, but it's, it's way more than that
1: part of the college experience is exploring who we are in terms of like our own personal identity. So what role do you feel like diversity plays into that process?
2: I mean, as a, again, as I mentioned earlier, I did my undergrad and graduate program here on, on campus, and I went through my identity crisis, right, trying to find myself as a gay man. Uh, so I think by having my Fresno State offering very intentional, diverse programs and services by hiring diverse faculty and staff administrators. I am the first uh, coordinator who identifies as part of the LGBTQ+ community. And, and again, that matters right? when, we, when it comes to what the, you know how does diversity uh, play a role in, in supporting students find their identities, I think again having a diverse leadership uh, having representation because it truly matters and it makes a difference in supporting students finding their, their identities.
0: So one of my favorite things about this podcast is getting to know our guests a little bit better. Can you share with us a little bit about your own identity development and maybe highlight some of the identities that are most important to you, Esteban?
2: I I was born and raised in South Central LA. um, And then my junior year in high school, my parents decided to relocate to uh, Porterville, which is an hour and 20 minutes away from Fresno, right? So it was a huge, huge change for me. Um, I went from... Having all Latino, Latina, African American, Black friends in South Central to now my new high school, which is predominantly white, now having nothing but majority white friends. Literally, you know, my identity as a Latino, as a pro Mexicano was shifting because I went from people calling me Esteban to Stephen. And I was allowing that to happen because I, at some point I started feeling some sort of shame on my skin color. I'll never forget when I, when I, you know, uh, met my new counselor at this new high school, she, she asked me if I wanted to join a dance class, you know, instead of a P course, physical education. And I love dancing. And I said, yeah, you know, I was thinking it was gonna be like hip hop or something to fit in with this new school. And she offered fricotico, which is a Mexican, you know, for poor traditional dances. And I was like, nope, I will never do that. That's embarrassing that's a whole different story because now I've been dancing for 40 to go forward 12 years uh, and that has helped me with my depression my lowest points in life that has been my medicine but again we'll leave that for a different topic different conversation but to uh, to go back to your question I was not ready for higher education I was finding myself you know I was you know I was trying to discover myself and I knew that coming from a very traditional Catholic family my identity of being you know, being LGBTQ was probably more than like not going to be accepted. So Fresno State was my ticket to freedom. Fresno State will forever, forever hold a special place in my heart for that, because that, that was my escape. However, I had a very horrible incident on campus when I was trying to find my identity of who I was. Who do I hang out with? I remember a staff on campus, which I've been told that this person is no longer here. Literally, uh, a very ugly uh, homophobic situation that I experienced. And it shut me down completely. It, it just, I just went back in my shell and to protect myself. And this is a medical staff We you're supposed to trust, right? Confidentiality and, and, and that was broken. And I was afraid and I was like, you know, the, I, I told that one friend and I was in the closet, okay? This person was livid. She's like, you need to talk to the president, Dr. Wealthy, da 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 da. This is 12 years ago. And I know in my mind, I'm telling myself I'm gonna out myself. What is the president gonna do? You know, what is HR? You know, so I, I'm thankful for these podcasts. I'm thankful for you know allies because now I get to share this story with students, and there is people like like you know you Smokey and, and Audrey who are are here to help and support you know our LGBTQ plus community. But if I haven't made it clear, I one of my identities is I'm a gay man. Uh, I'm a proud Latino. Mexican American. And I want to fast forward to when I uh, you know, as I was discovering myself, at that point I was still hiding my identity. I was I wasn't being my true self. And this that was my life for 10 years. So after six years and a half of trying to earn my business degree, because again, I was not ready. But secondly, the support, the lack of support. And there was a, you know, if you were to take a step on 10 years back and there wasn't an LGBTQ plus programs and services coordinator, I would have reached out to that person like, hey, I'm going through this. But that didn't exist five years ago, right? So when I earned my business degree, I started working for a fortune 500 company. And it almost felt like things got a bit worse for me. I had a partner. uh, I I still have my my partner, uh, Joshua. And I couldn't mention his name. I just didn't feel safe. You know, I was always in fear because of, you know, promotion, right, Uh, a bonus. As I'm trying to find my identity, right, I met Dr. Maritera Lopez, who I dearly love, a mentor, and I did a presentation during my graduate school, and she was in the audience, and I shared where, you know, where I came from, where I was at, and where I wanted to go. You know, I wanted to commit to education 100%. She gave me a call and said, "Hey, I have this entry-level position. It's through foundation, soft money. Like it's it's an easy hire. It's temporarily, but if you're what you're saying about you want to commit to education, this is your chance." I'll never forget my first day when I started my career at Fresno State, and the, one of the first things she said when she welcomed me and you know, here's your desk, system, Here's your office space. She said, "Please feel welcome to put a picture of Joshua." That I mean. That makes me so happy. Little things like that means the world to us. And uh, it's there where I start to be my true self. You know, it's there where I don't mind doing presentations like this. I don't mind doing podca- podcasts like this because I'm no longer afraid. Dr. Puda and Dr. Vicky Taylor said to me once, multiple times actually, in this space of seven, you could be whoever you want to be. Uh, you know, You know how they say dreams come true? What a privilege to an honor to serve as a, as an LGBTQ coordinator at a Hispanic Serving Institution when you identify as Latino and LGBTQ.
0: I wanna thank you so much for sharing that story. It's so motivational. So um, as students, we're here to learn, but learning goes beyond the classroom, of course. So why is it important for students to carve out time to learn about themselves?
2: You know, this question reminds me of uh, 2010, 2011. I, I as I'm, I share with you, I danced for, uh, uh, for critical program here on campus, Los Incentes de Slán, directed by Dr. Victor Torres. I'll never forget that, you know, the Chicano, Chicana, Latino, Latina commencement here on campus is, is the largest commencement in the nation. So you have, you know, like over now, over 1,200 Latino, Latinas in the audience as, as graduates. And then you have 18,000 seats filled with those abuelos, the grandmas, the tias, the nephews, you know, and the mariachi playing in the background. And there goes, this, uh, you know, I, I'll never forget that I was off stage getting ready to go on stage to perform with my, uh, you know, my, the rest of my teammates. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm observing the, uh, you know, the audience, I'm observing the, the attendees, the graduates. And I'm like, I wonder how many of these students have a job waiting for them. You know, Smokey and Audrey, you, you often come across people, and if, if, if you're, you know, I don't mean to disrespect anyone, but who are, you know, I need to graduate in four years. I need to graduate in four years and a half. I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to. And they forget about the college experience. They forget about networking. They forget about giving back to the community. So me puse through, chat. that means I, I you know, I, I, I was like, nope, no ma'am, that's not gonna be me without a job. So I started volunteering, I started networking, I started asking a bunch of questions, internships, free and, you know, unpaid, et cetera. But hey, I had five job offers waiting for me when I graduated from Fresno State. So to answer your question, it it reminds me of of students, they want to graduate in four years, but they forget about taking time for themselves, you know, uh, taking time to, let me attend this diversity workshop and learn about the student who looks different than me and, and sitting right next to me. Let me learn about the professor who has, you know, who's trilingual or bilingual, you know, or why they wear certain clothing, you know, clothing, you know, so in the long run, Smokey, I guarantee you that's going to make college students, college experience smoother, successful, and you're just going to have a better, happier experience. But you graduate, you find a job, and you're more diverse, working with diverse people
1: heard that Fresno State offers like, oh, one day diversity awareness training. Could you tell us a little bit more about what happens or even just some of the workshops that you guys offer? Cause I know you guys offer a lot of workshops.
2: You know, uh, thank you for asking that question. This this workshop is actually uh, hosted by the uh, National Collegiate Building Institute, which is housed under the Cross-Culture and Gender Center. So we, we converted this workshop into a virtual workshop and it's gonna be offered April 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I, You know, I, I, I come to Fresno State, I came to Fresno State and you know, in my heart, I'm like, you know what, I'm super open-minded, you know, everyone's welcome in my heart, but you attend this workshop and it's like, whoa. And you start to feel some sort of guilt, but also motivation to like, you know what, I need to now attend uh, a workshop around death and hard of hearing. You know, as simple as when there's an interpreter very disrespectful to look at the interpreter instead of the person who's communicating with you. I mean, little things like that. Or for example, how's it going, guys? Good morning, guys, when the room is filled with folks who self-identify as women. We go over things like that. And I'm like, you know, you check yourself, you know? And now, you know, I'm in family barbecues. I I check my nephews, you you know, like my sisters or Oh, why are you kind like a little girl? Don't say that. That's very hurtful. You know, I that was a seven as a kid, and it really messes with you growing up, you know. And but most importantly, what are you trying to say that women are weaker? So much uh, amazing, very intentional uh, uh, work, Audrey, that again, it, it, it really makes you self evaluate, you know, which is great, right? Because uh, we all have a lot of learning to do, and that's okay.
0: Well, those workshops sound super interesting. I might have to attend one, Stefan. So can you tell us a little bit more about the cross-cultural and gender center and some of the ways the center creates spaces and opportunities to connect?
2: When this pandemic is over soon, check out our center. And It's just so colorful and vibrant and full with positive energy. The center was founded in 1990, and I believe it started with, with two part-time staff. In 2015, it was transitioned to the cross cultural gender center. And now we have uh, seven full time staff, you know, between 15 to 20 part time students. Well, right now, because of budget cut, we had to cut back to half, but uh, we have different affinity rooms, right? We have the LGBTQ room, which we call the prior room. We have the Latino, Latina, or Latinx, uh, which we call a casita. The African American Black room, which we call the Harambe room, and, and so on. Uh, you know, American Indian room, Asian Pacific Islander room a gender uh, room. Uh, We have um, the cross-cultural center uh, within the center. So everyone's welcome there, right? And those affinity rooms are open uh, Monday through Friday, eight to five, with the exception of Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're open till 7 p.m. And there's always a staff member that stays behind. Uh, We always offer snacks. It's called late night study hours. We offer snacks. And one thing that's guaranteed is a fresh cup of coffee. There's always a coffee maker for free. In those rooms, I want to make clear that just because, let's say, for example, Esteban, right, I identify as Latino, LGBTQ, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to stick to the Latino room or the Pride room. No, I'm going to join the Harambe room because each room has different art and literature available that aligns with each space. We offer at the CCGC, we offer programming to fight against oppression, racism, homophobia, transphobia, and other forms of isms. And together, you know, uh, we're rolling out 68 virtual programs and services. So it's also important to note for our students, we have discussion groups Monday through Thursday, uh, whether you're identified as LGBTQ, uh, African-American, Black, American Indian, AAPI, or cross-cultural, there's always an affinity group available. And it's a safe space. Literally, you come every week just to check in and say, hey, I dislike my professor because X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, you know, I fill my test. Or, hey, you know, my sister's getting married through Zoom. But it's a fun place to be part of.
0: Thank you for that, Stefan. What are some things you're currently working on that you're really proud of and excited to share with our students?
2: One of the things that we have accomplished, and I say we because it's, it's a team effort, like my student coordinators, you know, we develop a a training around pronouns, the importance of pronouns at Fresno State for faculty and staff. And that that took us about nine months of planning, creating a training. Uh, And it was in collaboration with the University Registrar and LGBT faculty and staff allies network and CCGC. And it's now available for faculty and staff. And it was a very proud moment. I was crying, my colleagues were like, why are you crying? Because you don't understand what it means to us particularly a transgender community to have President Castro support the workshop and encouraging faculty and staff hey there's this new workshop I encourage you to please take this workshop we're also working with Stan State and Humble State to create a, a three-part event series to support men's success initiatives um, as you may know or not you know men and particularly men of color or folks who self-identify as men are not graduating or being retained, right? And we're not spending time to talk about that issue. So I want to share one more thing. Um, we are working with the Student Health and Counseling Center and LGBT Allies Network, essentially a faculty and staff association. We're trying to develop like a, a transgender campaign to find ways to better support our transgender students, you know, when they visit the Student Health and Counseling Center. Uh, what type of training can we offer the medical staff and particularly in the center at the Student Health and Counseling Center, people in the front desk. I, I shared with you earlier, Smokey, about when my mentor, Dr. Lopez, which was my boss at some point, said, hey, put a picture of, of Joshua. I mean, it makes me happy. So imagine walking into uh, a center and there's a, an, an intake form. They're asking you for your preferred name and pronouns. You know, and then and that just takes students a long way, right? It it builds that trust. Or imagine going into the student health and counseling center and having Pride flags hanging, or you know, uh, LGBTQ pamphlets, information about whatever, like because the health, you know, mental health, and just health in general, it's it, it, it it hits the LGBTQ community different. We face different challenges
1: thank you for that if there was one thing you wanted our listeners to take away from this conversation today what would it be and why
2: no matter what you're going through in life there's always at least one person who wants who's there to hear you out pain is temporarily right but there's always someone and I always tell like even my mentors and when I know they're going through it right because I, I, I it's unfortunate that sometimes I feel like they have to hold this like, keep it together because I'm a leader. I'm an administrator. No, you're human and it's okay to cry. And look, I tell them, and I'm going to tell this to the students, mother nature, my mom and dad, they gave me big ears for a reason, to be a good listener. So if you ever need to talk to someone, I'm here for you. You're not alone.
1: Thank you so much for being here and um, discussing this with us. I know personally today, like it was interesting hearing you talk about the CCGC center and like all of the infinity rooms um, that they offer because I actually used to go there when I was in person and I know for me personally um uh I met a lot of my sister's friends um and everybody was just completely different but it also helped meeting people that were so different but we all identified as Latino and Chicano um and a lot of like the discussions we had like validated our own personal experiences. It made us feel not so alone on campus.
0: If you want to learn more about the program and services offered by the Cross Cultural and Gender Center you can follow them on social media at Fresno State CCGC. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Join us every week as we continue conversations on health and wellness. You can also follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at FS Health Center, where we will share other ways you can build a healthier you.